I've been meaning to do this podcast for a long time, and I read Colossians 3, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So in Colossians 3, uh, verses 18 through 25, it's talking about rules for Christian households. And I'm not getting into the wives submit to your husbands, husband love your wives, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting into verse 21. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. All right, so here's the deal. This is what I've been coaching, head being head football coach for 13 years. And I see fathers and mothers have unrealistic expectations of the abilities of their children or just unrealistic expectations of the performance they expect their child to have. It could be in the classroom or it could be on the football field. I'm going to use the football field as an example. So I was walking down, uh, I was walking down from my car, taking my kid to class this morning, and you know, he, if he does a, if he does certain things during the week, he has to read so many AR books. He has to be respectful to his parents. And if he runs the lap in PE, he's a first grader. If he run, runs the lap in PE to the best of his ability, giving great effort, then I'll take him and buy him a, a treat or something on uh, Saturday after we play flag football. But he has to do those things. in order to get the treat, and he knows that. So, um, you're walking down this morning, and he knows he gets the treat, or he gets the whatever he wants, if he does the AR books, which he's been diligent in doing, if he's respectful to his mom and dad, and then if uh, he runs the lap. Well, today's Wednesday. Today's the day he has PE. So, he's like, Daddy, if I run the lap really, really good, then I get, you know, my treat on uh, Saturday. And I said, yes. I said, but understand this. I was like, all you have to do is your best. You don't have to beat anybody. You just have to give your best effort when you run the, the, uh, the lap. And my point to him was, as I didn't want him to think that he gets a reward for being the best amongst his peers, the only thing that I care about is that he give his best effort. And I said this to him, you don't have to be the best, you just have to strive to be your best. Because I never ever want to get him caught up in a comparison game. I don't want to get caught up in the comparison game, my son versus somebody else because I see that as a high school football coach, I see that with parents. They want their son to be the best on on the field. They want their son to touch the ball the most times. They want their son to start. And when those things don't happen, they get aggravated with the coach and they also get aggravated with their son. Now think about what this says. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. This is what I have. This is the conversation I have with parents all the time. Let's say, let's just use running backs. It's the or receivers because this these are the most prideful positions amongst parents. Or quarterback. All right? So let's just use the running back example. 
All right, most of the time I have <clears throat> the starting tailback and a backup tailback. For 13 years, I've always had two, right? You gotta have two, uh, because one one's gonna probably get banged up. So, you know, one is gonna get the majority of the carries, and the second guy is gonna get less of the carries and he's just waiting his turn. A lot of times it's a senior and a junior. The senior gets the majority of the carries and the junior has to wait his turn. Sometimes a junior is lucky and there is no senior running back, so the junior gets the majority of the carries and his backup gets carries, but he gets a less amount. So I have seen parents become irate with me because their son isn't getting the ball as much as somebody else. And it could go, it could go uh, receivers, it could go, uh, it could go wide receiver, I mean, excuse me, it could go running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. I've had dads get mad at me because we could win 42 to zero and the quarterback not throw but one time and the quarterback's dad is mad at me because his son didn't get to throw enough. I had one one game where we rushed for four, over 400 yards and the quarterback threw for 91 and we won the game, but the quarterback's dad was mad at me. This was a long time ago. The quarterback's dad was mad at me because his son didn't get to throw the football enough. Well, here's the deal. That's fine. You can be mad at me. And, and I could go to any position, right? Uh, the backup safety's dad's mad at me. The backup defensive lineman, the backup offensive, they're mad at me because their son is not getting to play or not getting to carry the ball enough or not getting this, not getting that. But here's the deal. Dad, mom, the only thing your son really wants is your approval. He wants to be affirmed and approved by his mom and his dad. And if you allow his performance in a game to be whether you're happy after that game, he doesn't see that you are mad at the coach. He sees that you are displeased in his performance. Because there's a reason why he's not getting the ball as many times as the other guy, because he's not as good. All right, or, or he has to wait his turn. There's a reason why he's not starting on the defensive line. He's not as good yet. There's a reason why he's not starting on the offensive line. He's not as good. And dad and mom, you're mad at me because your son's not as good, but your son, deep down in his mind and in his soul, he's interpreting, interpreting that frustration with the head coach or the position coach. You're frustrated with him. He is not pleasing you. And what happens is you're discouraging your son. I mean, it gets worse. You might even be the dad that gets your son in the car and you beat down your son with your verbal abuse of his performance of he's not doing this, he's not doing enough, and you're killing his spirit. Because you know what? This is what I know about my son. My son might not be the best. He might not be the starter. All I care about is that he work to be his best because I know if he will work to be his best, football might not be what he has success in, 
but he will be successful in the things that God has gifted him in. And it might be football. I don't know. But I don't ever want my son to be discouraged because of what I'm doing. I want to love my son. Now, am I going to correct my son if he's giving poor effort? Yes, I'm going to correct my son if he's giving poor effort. Okay? But take my son in the classroom. He's studying. He's, he's doing everything he's supposed to do, but yet he still makes a B. Am I going to yell at him because he didn't make an A? No, I'm not, because I do not want to discourage my son. Now, let's get back to why I even made running the lap part of why he would be rewarded on Saturday. So he's got to read an AR book every day. I don't even know what AR stands for. I just know the teacher wants him to do it. So he's got to read an AR book every single day. He's got to be respectful to his mother and his father. He struggles with that and his mom. And then he has to run the lap to the best of his ability. He doesn't have to beat anybody. He has to run the lap to the best of his ability. Well, here's why I made that rule. Ever since my son was three, he could run a lap around the track. And I don't know if he was fast or not. I just know he could run a lap around the track. Well, he's six now, and I went out. I was watching through the window. Didn't I wasn't checking up on my son or anything. I was just watching because I have uh, the tracks right beside the weight room. I teach the weight room. So I'm watching them run, and my son stopped and walked. This was about a month and a half ago. He stopped and he walked. That irritated me to no end. And I wanted to go out there right then and correct him, but I'm like, no. Nobody else's daddy works at school and is correcting them. So I just went home that night and I said, you know, I'm disappointed because you stopped and walked and you didn't give your best effort. So this will now be a part of if you get a reward or not at the end of the week. Because, and I told him, I'm not, I'm not, you don't have to beat anyone. You just have to give your best effort. So I don't want to discourage my son and giving him if you win, I'll get you re this reward because he's never going to beat two of those kids in the class if they run their best. But he can give his best effort. And so that's and that's all the requirement. So he finishes his third or fourth every single time now, but he still gets the reward because he's giving his best effort. And I don't want to discourage my son. Fathers and mom, fathers and mothers, don't discourage your son. If your son isn't getting what you want him to get on the field or in the classroom or somewhere else, encourage him, love him, motivate him. Don't beat him down because there's a good chance that because you are beating him down verbally so much, he is not able to perform to the best of his ability on Friday night or at practice because he is now operating in fear. He is operating in fear of my dad yelling at me, of not my dad not affirming me, my dad not approving of me. God puts it in every child's heart. I believe this. Could be wrong. It's not, it's, I don't know if this is in the Bible. But every child wants to be affirmed and loved and accepted first and foremost by their mom and their dad. And I know mom and dad, your kids act like absolute idiots in high school and they don't do what they're supposed to do they still want your love and your affirmation and your approval 
of their performance? Do we have to fight to keep them on the, on the straight and narrow path? Yes, we do. But when they are giving their all on the football field and they are trying to be everything that they possibly can be, just love them. And if they're not starting, just love them. Don't, don't talk bad about the coach. Don't yell about the coach. Don't get on to them about what they are and aren't they're not doing. Just tell your son that you love him, and no matter what he does on Friday night, you are going to love him, and you are proud of him, and you will start to see your son flourish. But if you beat him down and you yell at him all the way home or at home and you're talking about football all the time, you're going to see a great divide between your son and you because he, because you're discouraging him. You're killing his spirit, and he's going to rebel against you. So, challenge everybody. I challenge myself right here, Colossians 3. Fathers, and, and you could mothers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. That is a hard challenge. Love your son. Encourage your son. Tell him to keep chopping. And you will see your son start to flourish. He needs to know that you love him. Don't get him in the car. Don't get him at home and berate him and beat his spirit down. Love him and build him up. Now, sometimes you might have to gently and with grace... Get on to him about his effort, just like I did Uriah, but do it in a loving manner and let your son no matter know, know that no matter what, you love him. And I, I told Uriah, it's not about me. When you don't give your best effort in the classroom and you don't give your best effort on the track when you run that lap and you don't, you don't be all that you can be, it's dishonoring to God. And so anyways, but I did it out of love and mercy and grace and all that kind of stuff. So fathers and moms, love your sons. Hope everybody has a great day.